Good morning. My name is Bob. And I'm Rachel. And you're listening to Into the Crewniverse. Into the Crewniverse, <laughs> which is brought to you by Crew, spelled with a three and not an E. Crew is a youth development program here at the Adventure Science Center, located in Nashville, Tennessee. To learn more about Crew, visit our website at www.adventuresci.org slash youthcr3w. Let's jump right into the first segment, Today in Science. So, Rachel, how do you feel about Murray Gell-Mann giving structure to the subatomic world? Yeah, I'm actually not really sure who Murray, not Murray, Murray Gell-Mann is, Mon, not man. But um, I'm sure that, you know, because Murray has a uniquely wonderful name that, you know, they gave really good structure to the subatomic world. All right, what about this, though? Shy fish, no bigger than a pinky, provides much of the food in coral reefs. Yeah. Should I mean... we save them like the homo sapiens? <laughs> yeah? You mean the people? Yeah, 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 yeah. We should, we should. Um, yeah, I mean, you're shy, so like you're like a shy fish. But I'm not a, I'm not a fish, though. Yeah, you are. You look like one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No. Um, uh, you can provide some ew, news on being baby. bilingual. Ew, 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 ew. What is that? Easing parents' fears. One year old. What is it? Okay. Look at this you. article. Being bilingual is great, but it may not boost some brain functions. That explains a lot about you. You're also bilingual, so... <laughs> less <laughs> Less things. Okay, true. You know, actually, yesterday when I was taking... No, yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yeah, yes. No. Thursday. Thursday when I was taking the ACT practicing, like, the reading was about um, how, like, when you talk or when you speak in a foreign language not learned when you were young, like, as a child, like, through school or something like that... Does your brain think differently? Your brain reacts differently to, like, um, moral situations. So, like... If you're if you're facing like a moral dilemma, if I should, you know, like the, the classic example, the train, the train. That's yes. what they're talking about. It was like people that they like surveyed were asked to speak in like English, which was their native language. How if they would save the group of people by killing one, and they're like, yeah. And then, no, they were like, no, we won't save them because like you know moral values, like What's, it's yeah, not worth up. it. But then the group that were that was asked to speak in their like foreign language was like, yeah, like whatever, because they have to think about what they're saying more like with like critically more critically yeah. yeah and like with more brain power or whatever like yeah focus okay i'm really curious what would you answer to the trolley problem uh-huh. let me read it okay for the they're... listeners mm-hmm. that don't know all right here's <laughs> how it goes you see a runaway trolley moving towards five tied up people you're standing next to a lever that controls a switch if you pull the lever the trolley goes onto a sidetrack and the five people are saved but you kill the person lying on the side track. So you can either do nothing and allow the trolley to kill five people on the main track or pull the lever, killing one person but saving five. Mm-hmm. What's the more ethical option? What would you choose? I feel like I would switch the train and kill one person. Because really? even though it's like a physical action, you're like technically like committing. Yeah, you've taken crime. responsibility right, for but the like, action. In the end, you're still saving four people. But what about the family of that one person? But what about the family of the five people? But they were already there. Like, that train, if you weren't there, would have gone on without you. And you wouldn't have had any responsibility. Yeah, but, but I, now, think, I think that pulling the lever is, like, making this situation, like, a bad situation better. What if I you mean, I've heard away? variations of this, though, because some of the, bom- some of the uh, like, trolley problems are just pulling the lever and killing one person that, like, I guess you assume to not know. But some variations of it oh, say yeah. that you pull the lever to kill a family member. Well, so how would that change your That's response? an interesting question because it's like, now you're comparing lives. Like, right. the life of like someone you know, is it worth yeah. 
So what would you do then? If it were your family member, like say your sister. Yeah, that's so personal. What the? <laughs> I like your sister too. Um, I'd probably just walk away. What? Yes. You would kill the five people? It's not me though, because the train was already heading but that you, way. But you're seeing it happen. Like you no, can control no, the situation. You no, can it's change like, it. It's like you're a bystander. Like I just walked up. I see this switch yeah, and i see the train and i was like no so i just walked away you're i was like guilty. i'm i'm gonna let fate play out how you're guilty but why would i pull the switch causing my sister's death but the five people have siblings and have families of their own they might have kids that but they the have thing to support. is the train was already going one way like i don't want to have to step in and take responsibility i want to just be like hands off what happens happens i guess what I would guess. you do if it were your sister i probably would kill her what if it were your mom? I'd probably kill her. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't know. Actually, okay, my parents would be different, actually. I feel like it would. Yeah. Probably like your parents more than your sister. No, it's not that. I just feel like without my parents, like, I wouldn't be able to go to college or, you know. Oh wow, so it's for a selfish reason. Kind of, yeah. yeah but I mean, okay. everyone's selfish. Let's just be honest. How selfish are you? Uh, how selfish? Yeah. I think I'm pretty selfish. Do you think it's human nature to be selfish? I think it is human nature to be selfish. Yeah. Because, I mean, from like early evolutionary standpoints, I guess, it's like every man was for themselves. And even though like that dynamic definitely has changed, it's still like innate. Well, okay, but how can you explain early communities? Like, like I other... Mean, okay, but the thing is, think about it like this. Like, people are still selfish in, early, in like forming early communities because the whole point of forming early communities was to stay safe and like create more safety and like give yourself like yourself a better situation to live in because when you're in a community you are safer and even though you're thinking about it like sort of from you know banding together and helping others you're also helping yourself sweaty, sweaty. vinegary yeah. and sweet hey, actually, odors do you wear deodorant yes why can you not do i smell no oh but like you know there's like this like um I guess it's like gene that like doesn't that keeps most Asian East Asians from producing um, like smelly sweat. No, that's that's true. Um, so do you wear deodorant because you have to, or just because you feel like it's like societal norm? I do it because I don't like the feeling of like because it, it removes sweat, not just the right. s the smell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like so the smell doesn't bother me because my sweat doesn't really smell. Mm -hmm. But I don't Isn't like the sweat weird, under though? my armpit. I, mm, I don't sweat. Room. Maybe you just don't exert I don't, yourself. I don't that much. Okay, you know, maybe that might be true, but yeah. still. Yeah. Anywhere where there's, like, skin folding over itself mm -hmm. that creates sweat, I don't like it. <laughs> so, armpits, I don't like it when my elbow, like, here. Your, oh, I was like, your elbow? Uh, I guess the, like the, the inside, inside of, of the elbow. Yeah. yeah. Or, like, any other spot, like, where it's like that, you know? Mm -hmm. I, just, I want to talk about this one, though. Sweaty, vinegary, and sweet odors mingle to make dark chocolate smell. What does that even mean? Can we read about it? I don't it? know. Yo, they made the smell of dark chocolate in a lab. From odor-producing compounds. That's so weird. Yo, that's kind of cool. Okay, think about this. Like, We've now gotten to the point in technology where we can transfer sight, like FaceTime, mm -hmm. sound, yeah. like FaceTime. What's next? Smell. Is it smell or it touch? Smell. I guess it is smell. Do you think we could, like get somewhere in the future where you can be like yo smell this i mean which one do you think is easier to do, smell or touch smell right because touch is like you actually have to be there maybe it's not like hard to transfer what if there were like some material that could like shift itself to, to create like the texture of the person that is trying to send the texture why, where would this be used i feel like for technology it's always like let's develop it first and then figure out because like 
Stuff will always have a use, like, you just can't think of it now. Maybe for VR. Uh -huh. Like, now we have the 3D sight. Right. What if you had the smell as well? And so eventually, once well, you get the touch. Actually, you know, like in Opera Mills, this is like Nashville based, I guess. But um, in Opera Mills, there's like the new like 4DX movie theater where they're doing like motion, like movies. You there's like motion sense, um, like everything. So like it's like a 3D movie, but like your chair also moves like according to the movie, and like there's like rain and like mist and like different scents. My problem with those type of experiences has always been that it seems too forced. Like the movie is built around trying to emphasize those gimmicks. So it's like the actual movie itself is, has less of a plot. It's more like how many different ways can we get them to move the chair or like... Well, like, not necessarily, because I feel like some movies were like Jurassic Park or Jurassic World, which only be made for... Oh, they're modifying. Oh, really? Just modifying it without making it, like, plot change. Because that movie is like dynamic in that it has like falling sounds and like water. Have you seen it before? Yeah, it's really good. Is it good? Yes. I'll, I'll watch it. Isn't like Chris Pratt? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was just saying like, in VR, like imagine if we got the touch part, and we already have sight and sound, and we get the smell and the touch, and maybe even taste, you get to the future where it's like, you could just completely have a virtual world that you are experiencing. Yeah. I feel like that's what a lot of people want to avoid though. Right? I think it has pros and cons. Yeah. I feel like before we get to the time that it's scary, like, I really, like, I feel like if we really get there, it makes the whole, like, are we living in a simulation thing so much, like, crazy. Yeah, sure. Do you like, believe what if, that we're living in a simulation? I don't think so, but, like, what if? Do you believe it? I, I am really, like, because I actually don't know much about it, so it's, like, not appropriate for me to take a complete stand right now, or a stance. But, um, I don't know, I feel like we really want to be there. You think it'd be cool? Yeah, I think that, that your whole life is just... Yes. Like after, I don't know if you're familiar with the Maze Runner series. The books, but not the yeah. movies. Okay, yeah, the books. I, I only watched the first movie, but like, I remember after I watched the movie, like, I feel like it came more to life for me than reading the book. And so I went home that night and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so crazy. Like, as I was listening to the simulation, people are just controlling us, like, we have to like, fight to be out of this world. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, what if you could, if we could create the simulation, and then it's like, well, what if we're just the simulation? Just a really realistic, like, what if we're really just fish in a simulation? What? I don't know, I'm just picturing, like, a fish flopping around, like, hooked up to, like, some machine and being simulated into some random... I was thinking almost like we're, like, in a video game, and so, like, people control our movements and our actions and, like, our, like... Like minds, you know. Until like, there's like a player controlling. So you're a player right now. Yeah, I guess so. Not. Actually, I don't actually believe that. But, like I feel like it would be cool to think. I think my thought about that would be like, well, if we're all like players, why wouldn't we be like maxed out in every stat? What do you mean maxed out? Like if this is a video game and I was being controlled by a player, mm -hmm. why wouldn't I have like super speed, super sight, super? Like why wouldn't he want to like max out his character? So that like they had zero struggles and just like breezed through the video game and didn't have Maybe to. Maybe it's like... supposed to mimic real life, like The Sims. Is that what The Sims do? Yeah, you don't have any powers, so you can't even drive a car that much. This is a, this is like, 3D Sims. I guess so. <laughs> it's crazy to think about. Probably not, but it would be cool. So let's do some.
crew checking in updates. Our volunteer of the month, Carlos. Carlos. So um, we had our volunteer quarterly this past weekend, and it was on May 18th from 3 to 5. Um, and we just learned about updates for this volunteer program. Yeah, um, so make sure you mark your calendars for Friday, June 7th. So crew, we're having our yearly uh, overnight celebration. So we do this once a year. It's during the summer. Uh, we sleep over at the Science Center. Um, and then we have a bunch of like games and prizes. Uh, it's great. So that's happening this Friday. Nope, nope next Friday. Friday. What, some Friday in the near future on Friday June 7th. June 7th. Yes. And that'll be really fun. Yeah. And so if you want to attend, remember to RSVP. It is in the email. Um, and we're also going to be opening our new music exhibit called the Soundbox. And so this is going to be a really cool new way for volunteers to get involved. Um, and we're all going to get, if you want to volunteer, we're all going to have specialized guitar training, which is going to be really we cool. We are? Yes, Yo, we that's are. crazy. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. It yeah. would be cool. So, yeah, and um, we got some cool events coming up. June 1st is Super Science Saturday. Um, so if you're a Science Center volunteer, make sure to come and sign up. And if you're not, well, definitely come and check us out that day. Yep. So moving right in to our check-in and update. Nope, just no. our check-in. <laughs> we got our updates. Um, how are you feeling about the world, Rachel? Why don't we start with you? I need, you need to give me a second to think about it. So are we how doing, are you feeling about are we, the Are we going to talk about the exist, existential stuff? I guess so, if you want to. Okay. Why don't you start because you came up with the topic. Um, so we were going to talk about existential like questions and things like that, but I actually don't have any questions at the moment. So what? do you have any questions? Are, okay, so you're telling me like you don't lie awake sometimes and like get really panicked about it I all? I bet you're one of those people who's like, no, nah, I'm not going to say it. Because well, I don't, know, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> I feel like... like I'm not going to get offended. One of those people who's like, yeah, like... Life doesn't matter anyways. It's going to end and that's okay. Like Yeah. Yeah. I think I do think like that, but I feel like that's like in my mind the right the right way, the right way to approach life. Because if you're always worried about like what's going to happen and like what's going to happen when I die, like mm-hmm. who am I going to get married to, like where am I going to go to school, and, like all these kind of things like every single day and like waste your time like lying awake in bed stressing about this and you're like making your life so much more complicated than it has to be. Okay, so I... I, Okay, I think that there are times when you're supposed to be contemplating this kind of stuff, because you know that I do that too, and, like, I will, like, plan ahead and make sure I know where I want to, like, where I want to be and what I want to do, but, like, I don't spend my time worrying about it, more so just planning about it and figuring out that I know what's going to happen. But does it not scare you sometimes? I wouldn't say it scares me, because, I mean, like, so many people have made it through life fine, and, like, I think that if you try hard and do your best at whatever you do, you're gonna be okay. Well, I mean, but it's not life that scares me. Like, what scares you? It's what, what comes after that. Death? Or whatever happens after. Sometimes, right, I, like, I'll be in bed and I'll, and my brain will be like, you know, you live, like, every day thinking there's gonna be another day after it. Right. But one day, there's not gonna be. Yeah. And at that point, like it's over. Like, mm-hmm. like, like my brain literally can't comprehend that one day it will not be able to comprehend. Like, yeah, I know. 
It is odd. Like, this is real life. It's not like there's no happy ever after. Like, there's, I mean, during life, but like, mm-hmm. there's no like, after life ends, like, there's no like, oh, like. So then just live a meaningful life. I mean, that's easier said than done. I'm just saying, like, it's crazy to think, like, the universe will just go on yeah, without you. I think that's, like, almost comforting, though. Because, like, Please it talk. makes you. <laughs> it, like, doesn't make you worry as much about what your actions are every day because you're not the most important thing in the world. You're not even close to the most, most important thing in the world. And so, like, why care so much about, like, you know, like, your actions and your thoughts every day because it doesn't really matter that much? Like, you're just here to do you and live your life. And when you're gone, you're gone. And it's, like, not a big deal. So I guess you never stay up late at night thinking about I, this. I don't stay up late at night thinking about it. I think that, like, whatever's under my control, like, when I'm living, like, when I go to school and, like, when I study and what I do as a career, is like, that's the, kind of thing, that's the kind of stuff that I can control. And so I'll do my best to put in a head for it and make sure I know what I want to do and, like, make sure it don't go smoothly and I get to be where I want to be. But, like, after, like, life is over, like, that's not part of my like jurisdiction I guess so there's no point in me worrying about what's gonna happen. So what keeps you up at night then? If not that ghosts. Really? Yeah. I get scared because one time I read this article or well, not article, it was like probably just like one of those like creepy contenders. And <laughs> it was like um if you have like a chair in your room or your house or whatever, like there's always someone sitting there. That sounds like a creepy... Yeah, it does sound creepy. Ten right? most chilling horror yeah. clips. Yeah, and like, I read that when I was probably like in seventh grade, and it really freaked me out, because like, I get scared really easily, too. So. Nick's over there. Oh, really? It almost like freaked me out. I, I, like saw, a, I saw a little a green neon, shirt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think he said he just wanted to check in. But. Okay, okay. Um. Yeah, and so I think that like... That really scared me, and I have a chair in my room because that's like where I do my homework and study. And so sometimes at night I'll like look up, and my window's always open. And then there's not a person there. Stop. <laughs> if there actually were, I'd not be sleeping in my room anymore. But like I just like get scared because like oh my gosh, there's like light shining on the chair. Like why is there light on the chair? So it's just like you know. You know what would be the sickest photo? What? A picture of your chair like late is at night. Is it creepy? I'm no, I'm talking about like editing. Oh okay. Um and so. You added a photo to where it's like the chair, and like you can see the chair, but on the shadow on the wall, it's the chair, but there's a the guy person? in the chair. Yeah, no, I feel like a, a lot of like horror movie posters are like that, you know? Mm. Like it's like you're looking in a mirror or something, and like there you're like you're standing you, there. No yeah, there. you're standing there, but like in the mirror, there's someone behind you. Even like you look behind, there's no one there. Sure. That was actually like a, like the ending of a Doctor Who episode. You know, there, a lot of, there are like a lot of them, right? No, there's just that one. It's I think it's called like the. No, I mean a lot of Doctor Who episodes. There are a lot of Doctor Who episodes, but one of them is like they capture this alien family and the Doctor puts them in mirrors and things. And so this girl's in all the mirrors. In the mirror, so like she's always trapped in the mirror. And she can never leave. It's like her punishment for doing so much damage. You're over here like we should talk about existential questions, and then you're over here like. Well, I don't know. What, oh, it doesn't like, bother me that much. I don't want to hear like. Like, what other ones you were thinking about then? I don't even know. I was just thinking about them in general because I know that you tend to think about them a lot and like, they bother you a lot. And so it's just like weird to me because I don't think about them and they don't bother me. Well, I don't think about them a lot, but like sometimes at night, like mortality will just hit me and I'll just mm-hmm. be like, hey, maybe we're immortal. I, mean, I wish. <laughs> I'm just Do saying. you actually wish you were immortal though? 
Yo, this is such a big topic of debate because people always say like, okay, you have to define immortality, you know? Can like, you not talk like that too? <laughs> we did that. Yes. People always say like, you have to define immortality. Like, does immortality mean that you live for forever but you can still be harmed? Like, you just naturally live forever but you can still be harmed? Or is it like complete invincibility? Like, you can like regrow limbs or like not lose them in the first place or stuff? What does it mean? I think immortality, because mortality means that you're able to die. So immortality means you aren't able to die. Yeah. So like maybe you can still be harmed, and maybe like you can. Have but so that's what people say. Like people will say like, if that's true, like what happens if you like just get buried in like twenty pounds of twenty tons of like cement for eternity? Yeah. Like they were like they're like, wouldn't that be torture? Or like you just got your limbs cut off and you're just a head, but you still live because you're a head. Yeah, that's interesting. I've never thought about that. I have like a question for you. I have a question for you. Let's say that's true, right? Uh-huh. And your head gets cut off. Right. What part of you is you? Is it your brain or is it your heart? I think it's your brain. Not your heart? No. It's your brain that's you. Your heart supplies, like, makes sure that you can be alive. Mm-hmm. But your brain does all of, like, the actual thinking. It, like, the brain moves your body. So even though you just have a brain, like, it still does all the thinking. And, like, that's, like, what controls your, your body. So you would be the head, and the rest of it would just be your body. Yes. Would you want to be immortal? Yeah. I would not want to be immortal. Why not? Because I think that, like, it would just be way too painful to watch everyone I know die, like, over and over again. And I'm just constantly there. Do your family members get reborn? Why are they dying over and over? No, but, like, you'd have new families. Would you? Or would you just go, like, the nomad route and be, like, that wise... You know, I like have always said that I don't want to get married because like I'm only living this one life. I'm gonna for myself and like make my own money and spend my own money and do everything by myself. I thought you were reconsidering that. Maybe, but like probably not as of now. Cause like the more I think about it, like I'm really selfish, and so if I make money, I want to spend my money. Like I'm working hard to do that. So why would I give it to someone else? Moving on. So because of that, like I feel like in one life that I'm living, like I wouldn't want to like settle down or do anything and like have family outside of like the family I was born into. But like if I were able to live forever i would like almost feel like i need a family because like if you're just always by yourself for like ever it just seems so lonely like you'd have no one to like consult with or like talk to but wouldn't it hurt more if you had like to see your kids grow up and become like older than that's you so and then I, die like, I, I probably wouldn't be able to be like i wouldn't want to be immortal because oh that's what yeah you because being mm. immortal like it mean that I want to settle down half family but at the same time I can't because if I do like it's painful because I have to see them die that's not yeah what I want would you want to be immortal? I think I'd like to do the uh the invincibility immortality one but my immortality has like so much conditions (laughs) like I'd like to be invincible but also I'd like to have a specific way that cannot be accidentally triggered where I can kill myself so that oh, okay. that way because like the thing with the invincibility thing is people always say like okay you're gonna outlive earth then like you'll just be floating through oh, wow. you know oh, I hate that. so like i'm like okay so i want to be able to live a long time and not like just you know get buried in concrete right. yeah. but at the end of it when like the human race goes out or something i'd like to be able to just pull the switch mm-hmm. so it's like you can control when you die yeah okay yeah, yeah. that's like not immortality though then well, I mean... <laughs> it's immortality with, like, plus 10 conditions. Yeah, I mean, you can kill yourself. That's yes, the thing. Sure. Is Are you are you immortal if you if you can kill yourself? I 
would say that no, because if you're able to kill yourself, then that means you're able to die, which means you're mortal. And now we're going to do science and politics. Today, we're going to be talking about whether we follow science and politics. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Do you? I personally do not follow science and politics because I just don't see the need for me to do so. Do you follow politics at all? I follow politics loosely. As in Snapchat stories? No. <laughs> Snap who posts politics on their Snapchat Aren't stories? Aren't there like um Oh, like the little like extra yeah, stories? Discover, those are, those pol- those aren't even it's like literally just like a cat was stuck in a tree and this man rescued I the know, cat. I thought they were like news ones that did politics a lot. Like the I think so. um like Vice and like those like news I channels. Vice that, was YouTube. Or maybe it wasn't Vice. I don't know. It's been a while since I've used. No, okay. I actually no. I don't watch this on Snapchat. But what I do kind of follow is like presidential candidates. Because Who's here? I don't want to talk about this early in because like it can change. So they're like 15, 16 Democrats are like. Who is it right now? Possible. Who's in it? Who is it right now? For Who's you? it right now? Probably Andrew Yang. Yeah. What about you? Um, it's either him or Pete. Pete, I knew it. Buttigieg. Buttigieg. But, but booty, booty head, <laughs> <laughs> booty judge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I agree. I like, I like both of them. But the only problem I kind of have with Pete is that I don't think he does a ton of research on his opponents. Because in like I don't remember who, who, who was like it was either like a podcast or interview, and he was like, yeah, like I was the first Democratic presidential candidate to go on Fox and discuss my views, and I just think that it's like. Right did to Andrew do so. Go before Andrew him? did it before him, and I was like, hmm. Did Andrew go on Fox though, or did he just he talk went on with? Fox. Oh, really? Yeah, he went on Fox and like every like he got like one of the um, I guess hosts of the show was like trying to like target him and like trap him. No, not trap him. <laughs> like tear down his Seduce. views and like no, are you kidding me? Like tear down his policies and like, his like arguments, but um, he ended up like holding his stance really well. And, like, the audience loved him, and, like, it was actually crazy how much acceptance he got. That sounds like Pete. Yeah, but, like, Andrew when did Pete it first. Went on. <laughs> yeah, but okay. also, like, what are Pete's policies? Because I don't know, like, a whole ton about it, Um, actually. He's just, like, a standard Democrat. Like, mm-hmm. Andrew Young is the one with, like... Young. Young? It's Yang. Are you, are you really going to say it like an American? Well, because this whole thing is Yang Gang. No, it's Yang Gang. Sorry, Yang Gang. Yang Gong. No, Yang Gong. Are you kidding me? Um, I just think his are a lot more radical. Like a lot of people like him for Andrew's repeat. Andrew. Andrew. Yeah, I like, was like Pete. A lot of people like him for his personality, but if you think about his like actual proposals, do you agree yeah. with it? Like, do you think everyone should get uh, a payment that's guaranteed? Like, do, does, will that make people work more, or will it make them work less? Because that's what I he's proposing. I think that it will make people work more. Because his whole argument is like the current welfare system that we have in the country is almost like keeping people from working in a lot of instances because yeah. because like if they make more than a certain amount of money they aren't able to receive welfare benefits anymore and to them like it's not worth it to work more when you be receiving like a minimum wage instead of just receiving like welfare check and so like his like UBI whatever um, freedom dividend yeah is um i think it's like it's an interesting idea and i'm i mean obviously we won't know if it works really well until we implement it but i think it's worth a shot because it does like target you know like solutions that we need 
Y'all, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, y'all. All right, my name's Bob. And I'm Rachel, and thanks for tuning in to today's show. To learn more about crew and what's happening at the Adventure Science Center, please visit us at www.adventuresci.org slash youthcr3w.